This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Amen. Now, I want us to turn our Bibles to Daniel chapter 3, and we are going to read from verse 1. Now, remember that this is the time when the nation of Judah was in captivity, uh, that they were uh, arrested, they were in captivity, and uh, they were taken into captivity, the children of Israel, and so there were slaves there. Yeah, they could not do as they wished because they were in the land of captivity. And so we had few of the people like Daniel, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, who were leaders and they were involved in that area. So this is right at the beginning of their captivity. We read here that King Nebuchadnezzar, now this is the king of Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold uh, whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth 60 cubits and he set it on a plain of Jura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar sent together the satraps. Now these are all leaders in different levels. You know, he went out to gather them, bring them together. The satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the ju justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. You know, so King Nebuchadnezzar had set up this image. And so he called everyone from everywhere to come to the dedication. This was an official day of dedicating the statue. Yeah. And so, uh, verse 3, then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. You know, so they came and they stood before the image. And the herald proclaimed aloud. This was the messenger. The message was uh, shared, was spoken. You know, a herald. Uh, an announcement was made. You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages. And so he's addressing uh, everyone in his kingdom. Now, he, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar was in any way saying that you leaders, you're going to t uh, send the message to your people. Uh, I'm not sure if there were some who had gathered there, uh, but uh, the leaders that had gathered there from everywhere in his uh, kingdom were to carry the message wherever they went. And so he says, what was the instruction? He says, you are commanded, O people, nations, and languages, verse 5, that when you hear the sound of the horn, 
you know, the pipe, the, the, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. So the instruction was clear here that when you hear the music, you are to fall down. Wherever you are, you are to fall down and you are to worship the image. You are to comply. So the issue of complying, it does not start now. These people were told to comply. You know, you are to comply. And so, uh, this was a decree. It was an instruction from the then government, you know, from the then leaders of the land. And these people were slaves, and so it was like, you know, we are in a foreign land here. Uh, we don't have a vote here. We can't say anything. We just have to comply. Yeah. And so it was a higher instruction than maybe uh, what many people might have experienced in different lands, different countries, different you know, provinces, and so forth. This was serious. Yeah. They, uh, uh, these people, the Israelites, the Jews, were in a disadvantaged position. Yeah, that there was no option. They had to comply. That as long as the sound is uh, given, as long as the music is played, we are to fall down. We are to worship the image. Yeah. And so, and whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Yeah. So a warning was given yeah, that anybody who does not comply, he will be burned. Yeah, he will be thrown into a burning fiery furnace. You know, therefore, as soon as all the people heard the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages, Languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So everybody complied. As soon as the music was played, everybody complied. Now, this we're talking about here a, a nation, obviously, that backslidden, and that's why they were in Babylon because they forsook God. You know, but among those, among the whole nations, there were those who were totally given to God. You know, that God was never, uh, would never be relegated to a second place or to a place somewhere. That their priority was God. Yeah, so, everybody complied. And the Bible says that they all, everyone, uh, worship fell down. You know, people, it says all people, all nations, and all languages fell down and worshiped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. 
Yeah. Everybody says that we will do what the king said. Now, look at verse 8. Remember, we're talking about believing God for the supernatural. This is part 4. Yeah, that we are to believe God for the supernatural. Yeah. And so, what happened in verse 8? Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans yeah, came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. Yeah. So, certain uh, Chaldeans, these were local people. Yeah. These were people who knew that uh, whatever the king said, we have to do. We can't really disregard the word of the king. You know, we have to do. So they came to, they came forward and accused the king. They came to the king and they spoke to the king. Uh, let me tell you, uh, what is this saying? This is saying that uh, these people, Daniel and everybody, the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were not hiding their worship to God somewhere in the corner. They were bold about it, and they were confident, and they were openly doing this, that we cannot deny God. Yeah, that we cannot... Uh, God has instructed us that you shall not worship any image. So we will never bow down to any image. Uh, so they were doing it openly that even the people around notice that there are certain people that are not obeying, that are not complying. You know, in situations uh, when instructions are given, especially against your faith, you know, there will be people around. You know, Jesus prophesied, he said that family member will betray another member. A brother will betray a brother. You know, that a fellow Christians will come and betray you. And uh, so it was a similar situation. It is in the Old Testament, but it was a similar situation and which Jesus prophesied in the New Testament that in the last days, that's what is going to happen. And so what we see here is that uh, your faith will come to a point whereby it's tested, you know, whereby you are now to decide, am I, to, am I worshiping God or you know, am I taking the instructions, you know, the instructions of, of the land? Uh, and so there's a possibility. We know of Christians who were told that you will never worship here. You know, you will never... And Christians were persecuted. You know, Christians were killed. Christians were put in prison for the sake of Christ uh, because they wanted them, Christians, to forsake Christ, but Christians said that we will never forsake Christ. You know, we rather die. And so many things happen. And so, it is very possible that we come to that era whereby your salvation and your Christianity and your faith would not just be a matter of private affair. You know, that you have to live out your faith openly. Uh, and that you have to 
be out there and say that, you know, I will, I will serve God, it does not matter what. So, while it is still today, we need as Christians to be resolute in what we believe, you know, to be determined that this is what we believe, it does not matter what may come my way, I will serve God, I will live for God, yeah, if it means that uh, I be thrown into jail, so be it. I will never deny Christ. I will never do what God has instructed me uh, not to do. You know, that I will stay firm in my salvation. So we need to be people that are staying firm. That you know, the last few years that God has given us, you know, last few uh, moments that God has given us, that yes, the devil will try to really discourage you, get you out of the way, you know, and uh, he might use things legally. I mean, look here, it was a legal instruction, you know, the instruction of the land, the authority of the land was saying that you will bow down. And so, and, and more especially that they did not have a voice, they could not voice, they could not you know, do anything. So they asked was just to comply and say, we will do this. Uh, but uh, thank God that uh, these people knew, the, knew their God. And, and this is the lesson that I want us to believe in. Uh, that when issues come, uh, and, and they say, you know, maybe they would come and bring it in a way that would be acceptable you know, that, hey, you have to do this, you have to do this, you know, the authorities are doing this. Now, if some of the things are against the word of God, you know, we need to understand that there is a God factor. You know, we should not just succumb to the scientifically proven uh, matters and say, you know, it's going to be like this, it's going to be like this. Look here, there is a God factor. Yeah, and that is why we are Christians. We are Christians because there is a God factor. Yeah, and so we believe in the God factor. We believe that things are not just limited to the natural being. We believe that there is the supernatural. The supernatural that cannot be proven scientifically, uh, uh, that does not have to be proven scientifically, but that is there. You know, the supernatural, the miracles that will baffle uh, the mindset that is set out there, that is the God factor that we are talking about. That there is a God factor. And so as a child of God, you need to know that there is a God factor. You know, that there is God who is alive. There is God who is there. There is God who can do miracles. There is God who can do the supernatural. There is God that can do what even doctors and uh, scientists and everybody fail to do. There is God who can do that. There is a God factor. Yeah. And so, these people knew about their, uh, the God factor. They knew uh, their God whom they were saving right in uh, Israel, right in Jerusalem, in Judah. They knew that there is God factor. You know, they were told by their fathers that we, uh, God did this. You know, their forefathers told them that they came out of Egypt and there were signs there 
that water turned into blood, that there were frogs that came out from nowhere, uh, there were flies that, uh, that came, and, uh, and, and all this, and that when they went out, that the sea parted uh, amazingly. And after they have crossed, when the Egyptians tried to follow them, that they were solo, swallowed by the, the sea, and that they died, the chariots and horses, and all people who were in, uh, uh, in, in them, on them, died right in the sea. So they, they knew all these stories. They knew that, yes, this and this might happen, but there is the God factor. Yeah. And so I want you today uh, to be resolute in the fact that there is a God factor. That what we believe, it is not just uh, what we read as a story. But it's real, you know, and it's genuine, and it's authentic, and it's happening. There is the God factor, you know, that there is God who surpasses all things uh, that might be there. God who does miracles. God who can do and will do great work. There is a God factor. Yeah. And so, we see here that they were instructed uh, that they should not worship the king i mean they they should not they should fall down when they hear the music worship the statue and which was against the primary thing god told them that you shall not have any other god yeah. and so this was coming right against their belief their faith it was totally coming against them and so they realized that we can't compromise here well, somebody might say, you know, but why don't you just bow? What is bowing? You know, bowing is nothing. No, it's not that it's nothing. You know, it's affecting, it's what you believe. It's coming against everything that you believe. Yeah. And, and look at Jesus was tempted the same way. You know, Satan came to him and said that if you can just bow down, I will give you all this Kingdom. It was just between Jesus and Satan. And, 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 you know, nobody was there. And so Jesus could have said, you know what, there is nobody here. Let me just bow down. You know, and nobody would know that I've done this. You know, let me just bow down and I get the kingdom and so forth. Yeah, but Jesus knew that that is against the tenets of Christianity. The tenets, the, the, the core of what we believe. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, complying, but it, it's coming against what we believe. And so, it was the same thing here. They could have said that, oh, but, you know, let's just bow. I mean, we are servants here, we are slaves here, we are uh, arrested here, we don't have our freedom here, we can't vote, you know, we can't, you know, we don't have even IDs, you know, we don't have anything. And we are nobodies here. And so, what, a, what, what is it? Just a little bow. You know, just little bending of the knee. What is it? Yeah, I mean, it's nothing. Well, it's everything. You know, according to the word of God, it's everything. And you see, the little thing that you do, that you yield to the devil, the devil will just push further. You know, there's no thing like, Oh, it's just a little sin. That's all starts, it starts that way. When people derail and they come out of God's will and they go their way, it starts small. 
Yeah, and if Satan can just get that little space, he has the whole thing. You know, and he knows that you don't have any backbone you to stand. You don't have any leg to stand on. You don't have you can't be upright. You know, if you can just compromise here, he knows that you will compromise everywhere. And so as children of God, we need to be people that know that, you know what, I'm saving God, I'm doing God's will, and I will be faithfully following the Lord. And anything that is against what I believe, what is written in the Bible, I have made a determination in my heart that I will not do. And I will not compromise my Christianity in any way. And so, these people, the Chaldeans, reported, uh, you know, the people, they declared to the king in verse 9, O king, live forever. You, know, you O king, made a decree. You know, so they are telling uh, the king what he did. You made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. You know, shall fall down. You know, fall down and worship. Uh, it's, it's, it's two things that are critical here. You shall yield to the instruction and you shall worship the golden image. Yeah, so it starts by just falling down. You know, and you fall down. There is a physical act uh, to that. And then from there, there is a spiritual you know, act of worshipping the golden image. And they, so they are telling the king. And verse 11. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon. So now they are telling the, uh, the king. They say that, you know, there are certain Jews that you have lifted them up and you have given them places of leadership. Uh, and uh, they are in leadership position. And then from there they name them. It is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And this man, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. See, they go further. Yeah, they add up. These people don't worship your gods, even including the golden image that you have uh, set up. They are coming against it. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king was furious. He says, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought this man before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? So he gives them the last chance. Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, 
well and good. Says, I'm giving you the last chance. If you can hear the image, I mean the sound of music, and you fall down, and you worship the image, it is well with you. I'm happy, and you know, there is no offense, there is nothing wrong, you go ahead. In other words, you have complied. You know, you have complied. You know, but that complying was coming against their belief. Yeah, and that's what we need to understand. That you see, it's not just a matter of we are complying. We need to check, is this thing coming against what I believe? You know, and if it's coming against what I believe, what I practice as a Christian, then I don't have to yield to that. Yeah. And so, uh, but if, if it's something that has nothing to do with your belief and so forth, no problem. If you want to, you may. You know, but uh, if it's coming against us as Christians, against what we believe, then we need to really choose. Are we going to serve God or are we going to comply to the instructions? Yeah. And so they said here, the king said that if you can do that well and good, but if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into the burning fiery furnace. You know, the king was saying that I just want to make an example. Example of, uh, you know, of how serious I am by just uh, taking you as an example and throwing you into the fire so that everybody will know that I am serious about it. And he said to the king, who is, and who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? You know, who is the God? So now he's challenging God. You know, who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered to the king. O king, we have no need to answer you in this matter. In other words, our hearts are settled. Uh, we, we, we have determined, we have taken a decision, so there's no need to answer you in this matter. You know, we know exactly what is happening. In other words, we are following God. You know, uh, we are, there's no need to negotiate here. You see, your Christianity should not come into negotiations that, oh, you know, if you do this, then I will do this. Christianity must be said that I'm saving God and that is the end of the story. I'm, my soul is sold out to the Lord. That is the end of the story. You know, that I can't compromise anything. You know, I don't do corruption. I don't do uh, bribery. I don't do, uh, you know, my, my, my convictions are clear. You know, and I, 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 you know, I'm not confused about it. This I don't do. I don't do fornication. I don't do sexual immorality. I don't do, you know, all sorts of things. You know, I believe in uh, the marriage of a man and woman. This thing is said it. It's my conviction. You know, so that's what we believe. You know, other people may believe what they want to believe, but we follow what God says. So they said that there is no need to answer you. You know, there is no need to answer you. We are, we are. Uh, we are determined, we are settled in this matter. You know, that there is no need to answer you, O king. And this is what they say. Now, I want you to mark verse 
17 and uh, verse 18. The way it starts, because it's very much important. It says, if this be so. Now, if what? Now, what was it? The king said that if you don't follow my instruction, you don't fall down and worship, then I am going to throw you into the burning bush. Look at verse 15, the last part of it. It says, uh, if you, uh, this is a condition, if you do not worship, then you shall immediately be cast into the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? So here the condition that is that if the last word that they heard from the king is that if you don't worship, I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace. Now, they are responding now. They say, if this be so, in other words, if you throw us into the fiery furnace. Now, this is their response in verse 17. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. So they were saying, okay, if you throw us into the fire, then our God will deliver us out of the fire. Uh, and so they're saying that it's not a matter of choice here. Now, uh, somebody said, but they were saying that, okay, you know, this is about that we might, we, we might uh, not bow down. You know, so here they were not responding to an issue of bowing down. Because that they have already settled. They said that we don't need to answer you already. I mean, we don't need to answer you because we, are det- we will never bow down. So now they are addressing the second part of the condition. You know, is that if you throw us in, then our God will deliver us. You know, it says, if you, if it is so, it is so. We need to determine what is it that it is so. It says, if this be so. Meaning, if you throw us into the fire, then the God whom we serve is able. Yeah. That is believing God for the miracle. Now, do you see that they believe God for the miracle? They believe God for the supernatural. They believe God that God is able to do a great work. Yeah, and, and that's what we're talking about here, that we need to believe God for the supernatural. And so they said, if this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us. And he says, it's not about his ability, it's also about his willingness. Yeah, so they were totally sold out to the fact that God will be there for them. Says our God will deliver us. And so, verse 18, but if not, now that is where now confusion comes in. Other people are saying, but if God does not deliver us. Now that would have seemed like a negative statement. That would have definitely appeared like they don't believe that God will deliver them. 
I mean, after they have said that their God is not only able, but is also willing. Now, if they say, if not, if God does not deliver us. Now, now what does this mean? It, then it means that they, they didn't believe really what uh, they said. You know, but if not, this if not in verse 18. It's linked to if be so in verse 17. And if be so what? If you throw us into the fire. You know, then uh, our God will deliver us. If not, not if God does not deliver us. But if you don't throw us into the fire, what will happen? Uh, it says here, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Yeah. Now, I mean, common sense, just reading this, uh, 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 this Bible verse will, uh, will, will clearly explain to you that if, yeah, uh, if it says, you know, if God does not deliver us, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods. Now, here, there is no choice. I mean, if they are not delivered, there is no need to say our, we will not serve. Of course, you won't be there because you will be sacrificed. You would be burned. You know, so, definitely, it's not referring to if God won't deliver us. It's referring to if you don't throw us into the fire. Let it be known to you. That we will not fall down. We will not serve your gods. We will never worship the golden image that you have set up. And so they were, they, were, they were settled in this matter. And verse 19 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the finance heated seven times more than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the firing furnace, the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their heads, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning fiery furnace. Now, because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those whom, who took, uh, uh, those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, that they wanted to do it, you know, and the fire also killed some of them. And so, that's what we see here. And verse 27, uh, where are we? No, no, I was, uh, verse 22, verse 23 says, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning fire furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. Yeah, they threw them into the fire. And so maybe the king was now relaxing and saying, I want to see. You know, these people, they are disobeying me. These people, they don't want to comply. 
you know, and that's it. I will make example of them. And so, the king was astonished, verse 24, and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O God. He answered and said, but I see the for I see four men unbound, yeah, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the appearance of the fourth man is like a son of the gods. Yeah, so that the fire had not touched them, they were not burning, that he could even recognize, oh, that is Shadrach, that is Meshach, that is Abednego, but the fourth man, I don't know him. You know, and he's, he's like the sun, you know, he's glowing. Is different from the rest. And so that is why he says that it's like a son of the gods. You know, he's different. And so there is so a miracle. You know, a miracle happened here because people were determined that we will never bow down. We will never comply to the instruction. You know, it does not matter what the king said. We will never bow down. And so... He said that I see the, uh, four, the fourth man. I see four men unbound. A miracle had happened uh, that everything that they were bound with now had been destroyed with fire, by fire. And now they are free and the fire is not hurting them. It's a miracle. And that is what we're talking about, the God factor. Uh, that, uh, I mean, scientifically, if you throw in anything... Uh, into the fire, it's going to burn. Yeah. Even iron and so on, when you heat the fire up, it's going to melt. It's going to just disintegrate. Yeah. And so, and the fire here, the furnace here was so, uh, so strong that even those right at the entrance were burned. Uh, but what we see here is that uh, what happened is that the miracle took place and what is beyond scientific happened. Yeah, and that they were in the fire, but the fire was not having any effect. Yeah, and that's what I want us to believe, children of God. You know, that's what, those are the miracles that I want us to believe and, and to trust God for. You know, that you know, we might be in whatever fire, but the fire will never burn us. Uh, that we are believing God for the supernatural. Uh, and that we are believing God for the miracles. Uh, that the miracles are possible and they will happen. Uh, that's what we need to be trusting and believing God for. And that's why I'm talking about the God factor. Uh, that there is a God factor. Don't take out the God factor in any equation. You know, in anything. Whether you are at school. Never take out the God factor. Whether you are at work, never take out the God factor. Whether you are uh, traveling at night and there is danger all around you, never take the God factor. Don't limit yourself to what you see, but believe God that God, you're working by your spirit, you're ministering by your spirit, you're helping me, you're guiding me, you're guarding me, you are there for me. There is a God factor. That I'm talking about. So the God factor manifested right in this situation. Uh, that they came up and uh, the fire could not touch them. 
And so then, uh, verse 26, then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. I don't know. I was thinking that if it was me, I would have said, O king, you threw us in the fire. Please come and get us out of the fire. (laughs) I would have said that. But anyway, uh, they came out. And and so uh, they came out, out of the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the kings, Counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had not uh, had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their clothes were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. You know, even the smell of fire was not there. And Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God. Of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their god. The issue here is that they were saving their god. Yeah. Therefore, I make a decree any people, nation, or language that speak against anything against. Against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. They got promotion because they serve God. Let me tell you, the God factor is real. Miracles are so real uh, that they saw here that you know what the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is real, uh, and they saw the reality of it uh, that we can't do anything against this God, and so it's very much important that we understand this. We understand that we should always believe God for miracles. Every time that God, you will come through for me, God, you will, you will, you will help me, you know, you will do this, you will do that for me, and I'm believing you, I'm trusting you for that. We need to believe God for that, you know, that God will do that in our lives. And so, if we believe that, then we'll, we'll see God manifesting in our situation, you know, God coming through and helping you and guiding you, and leading you, and making sure that all is well with you, because you believe in the God factor. And so, children of God, I'm saying to you, there is the God factor. Let us not rule out the God factor in our lives, in our situations. Let us trust God and believe God, that God will come through for us in every situation. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.